if you are a college athlete at any level in Canada or the United States, this is a very, very tactical thing that I think all of you can do. Start sharing your journey and talk about the goal that you want. Maybe yours is to make the all-conference team. Yep. Or maybe yours is to put up an average of at least 12 points, three rebounds, four assists a game. Yep. Whatever it is. Document that journey. And I bet you that there is a meal prep service in your city that is just starting out that is probably another college student in his kitchen that is just trying to make it happen. Start a little partnership there. Because here's the thing. The ultimate problem that most student athletes have is that they don't have time and because they do not have time, they are not making money. So you need to figure out ways of how do I leverage my time to either increase my income or cut back on my expenses. Content allows you to do both because right at the beginning, it allows you to get things for free. If you can get meals for free, you just saved yourself a significant amount of money every month. Mm -hmm. And then if you could start growing that brand where now it's like, cool, like every sign up, I'm getting 20% or 10%. And that's also a dream partnership because you have to eat healthy as an athlete. It's not forced. You're not pushing something onto your audience that is like sugar bear hair gummies and people don't actually care you're giving something that you genuinely use and you are genuinely finding value from and you could actually speak on personal experience of how this is helping you however finding that dream partnership can be very difficult especially if you're just starting out that's why i want to introduce you to the sponsor of this content series firework Firework is an NIL marketplace that brings like-minded athletes and brands together to form dream partnerships and marketing campaigns. Did you know that athletes drive three times more engagement in sponsored content than traditional influencers? Just like Undress the Jersey, Firework was started to shine a light on athletes and bring their wonderful personalities to the forefront. Firework has athletes earning two times more from sponsorships after sign-up and drives positive ROI campaigns for brands by connecting you with the right partners. Find your dream partnership by visiting the link at the top of the description of this video and head to www.thefirework.app to create a free profile today. Now, back to the episode. The emergence of the creator economy is redefining success, opportunities, education, and life after sport. In the recent past, social media was just used to share photos, chat with friends, browse the internet, and watch cat videos all night. Now there are currently 50 million content creators within the creator economy, and the industry as a whole is said to be worth over $100 billion. Now, the crazy part is we haven't even started. From this point today and moving forward, this is the least amount of technological advancement that you will ever experience for the rest of your life. This is the least amount of social media that there will ever be for the rest of human time. To think that now is too late is completely ignorant to where we are heading. We are not going back to the television. We are not going back to the radio. In fact, we are more likely to go further into social and further into content than we are the opposite. If you think now is too late, we haven't started. Okay, so you're probably thinking that sounds great and all, but what if I don't know what to create? What if I don't feel like I have anything interesting to share? One of the biggest things that I tell people how to use our creating content today, it's documenting the things you're already doing, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're an athlete, I think the most common piece of content that athletes are making right now are a day in the life of a D1 athlete or a day in the life yeah. of a Canadian college athlete. That's great and all, but you could take it a step further and break up your day into different parts and say, this is how I recover after practice. This is how I prepare for a game. 
these are my top uh, songs that I like to listen to be for this reason and then tell a story behind that. You can get real specific. And if you do that, if you start to document the things you're already doing, you'll never run out of content. Yeah, right? it's, it's all about like kind of finding how do I narrow in even more specific on every little detail? And by, for example, like, Okay, you start at basketball. Okay, well, the first thing I talked about with my routine was like putting on my basketball shoes. So then the following video is going to be me talking about the shoes that I'm using and why I'm using them. And then the following video of after that is going to be like why I switched from, say, like Adidas to Nike or vice versa. Maybe even talk about like why this specific model is the shoe that I use instead of this one because right. this one is better catered for people with wide feet. Correct. And then it's like, then you could make another video and it's like, why wide feet actually negatively affects my dunking skills. Yep. And, and, and then like, there's just, you just it's get unlimited. a little bit more specific. But what I will say, and, and this is one of the best pieces of advice I think I can give athletes is... What I want every athlete to do is that if you are serious about taking social media seriously and you want to grow your brand, you want to get attention, you want to diversify yourself away from your sports that you can support yourself even if you aren't getting paid, you can get brand deals, then somebody you should follow is a guy, a friend of mine named Sahail Var. And what his strategy is, he's got about half a million on TikTok. He starts at the end and the end is his goal. And he sets out a goal and every single day he documents his journey and what he's doing into achieving that goal. So his goal is to sign a pro contract for a European football club, but he doesn't specify what level he's not saying the premier league. He's not saying like any of these high end leagues. He's literally just trying to sign a pro deal where he is being paid to play soccer. And that is verifiably like he becomes a professional athlete. So every day, what he does is he does his update videos on like, you know, this is what I'm doing for my recovery, um, testing out this foam roller for this. Uh, this is what my training looks like today. And, oh, I just got a call from my agent. Looks like things are coming up. So he has this full storyline and people are constantly rooting for him. That's amazing. And then what he does on top of that is he'll even make videos that are just helping people that might have a similar journey or similar path that they're trying to pursue. Okay. So he'll make a video being like, if you are a soccer player that is based in Australia, here's a list of agents that you can contact and their emails right away. And so he's always providing value to his audience and the story that he's always telling the things that he's doing. And it goes back to what you were talking about where he documents his journey instead of creates it. And I love the fact that he's not trying to fit all of that into one video. It's not like he's, he's going through his life pursuing that dream. And then he's going to create the video. It's like, He's thinking he's taking his social media account and you could scroll all the way back to the first post. And it's like the entire journey is documented over thousands of videos. Essentially the story is the reason why he has such a high view count on every single video. You'll mm -hmm. notice a lot of creators that have 500,000 followers on TikTok. You know, most of their videos might get five to 10,000 views. And then they have a few that pop off, not with him. Oh, He's getting oh, like 20 yeah. to 40 million views a month. And just like everything else, 
Creating content and storytelling is a skill. And similar to sports, there are some key fundamentals that go into creating successful pieces of content. Because there's really only three reasons in my eyes that content performs exceptionally well. The first is an emotional trigger. So you are emotionally connecting with the content, whether it is a positive emotion or a negative one. The simplest example of this as of late has been Andrew Tate. People have extraordinarily passionate emotional responses to him on both sides there are people that love him and think he is a god and believe in everything that he says and feel it like that's their hero and their icon and there are people that just feel the exact opposite there are people that hate him there are people that hate what he says there's people that just can't believe that he exists and all, all those things. He's a polarizing figure. Now, I'm not saying you need to be a polarizing figure, but you can do things in your content that, you know, maybe it puts us versus them. Classic example. Anytime you hear the Jordan-LeBron debate, mm. people get so emotionally triggered on that. Like, they're just like, like, people will like actually fight over that topic because what you're doing is you're picking one a side of conviction the more strong you feel about your opinion the more room for disagreement you're giving andrew tate as an example he doesn't say well maybe this could be a way no 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 no, no. he is like this is the way which then triggers people when you say michael jordan is the goat it triggers lebron fanboys That's right. and vice versa so, so an easy prompt is like us versus them. LeBron versus MJ. Basketball versus hockey. Are you putting that in the beginning of the video? Like yes. what, in my mind, it's like people are wasting so much time. I see clients all the time where they have like highlights of basketball players, right? Well, it, it takes five seconds to get the video to start because they got their logo slowly coming in. Through I know. It's a waste, of, waste of space. And then, so like if you could break up a successful piece of content or what's the sequence of a good story? Perfect. So I love the way that you frame that because this brings me to the, the second piece of those three that I was talking about, which are stories. Emotional triggers is the first and the second is stories. We actually have a framework that we use for our storytelling that works exceptionally well. So the first thing that you do is you have to have a strong hook. But what makes a strong hook? What is within a good hook is it has to be less than five seconds. So three or four seconds. And it has to do two things. That's to one, address who is the target audience that I'm communicating with? And two, what is the value that they are going to receive? What those two things set up for is for one goal, to engage your curiosity. If a hook is good enough that I am so curious about what is coming next, I will watch the entire video. Right. Which then gets you all the other metrics like watch time and helps boost. And so an example for this would be like, I once had Kobe Bryant on my podcast and he told me this unbelievable lesson. So I communicated one, who is my target audience? Anyone that is a Kobe fan. Yep, or basketball fan, whatever, because everyone knows that. Exactly. Yeah. That already sets up your audience as a large group of people that could watch this video. Exactly. Okay. And it's targeted too. It's not, it's not too wide. And he told me this one lesson. I never said what that lesson is. And what that's is intentional. It? I need to what know. What is it? I need to know. And then the next clip is Kobe talking about it. Okay. Right. And, and now it's like, oh, now I get to listen to what he has to say and what he was telling you and like all the so, advice and all those things. So that second part of Kobe telling it is the story. So you got the hook, you got the emotional trigger, the hook, and then you got the yeah. storytelling. 
Yeah. And the, the stories can be told in different ways, right? Like one framework that we use for storytelling that has worked really well for us. The first time we tested it out, we got 3 million views and 350,000 likes. It went hook. Then what you do is you introduce a problem. And after you introduce the problem, you introduce your authority on the topic. So you can put either like the authority statement before or after the problem, it doesn't matter. Immediately after the problem, we followed it up with seven or eight sentences in a row that just adding suspense, suspense, right. suspense. So you can't swipe away. You can't leave this sure. without hearing the story. And then at the end, what you do at the end of all the suspense, you need to have your solution and your solution should have some sort of lesson. Okay. And that lesson is like the theme of the video. And it's like, and so that's why ever since then I don't do this. But if you do all of these in a video and you tell a story, maybe it's about an injury, Yep. right? And you could be like in the final state championship in high school, I tore my ACL and it was the worst moment of my life. Mm -hmm. So you start and you're like, you already, your hook already kind of introduced the problem and you could introduce your authority and be like, I was a 22 point per game player, you know, out in Ohio and we were playing like the best team in the state. These guys had players that went on to be drafted into the NBA. Like you're like giving context, but you're adding suspense. Of course. Like we were two rival schools. One of their players was sleeping with our captain's girl. So we had a personal vendetta against them and the game got heated. It's like, whoa. It's it's hooking the audience. So if they get bored on the first problem, guess what? There's another problem. Like always hey, raise the stakes. There's always raising the stakes. I'm getting chased by bodyguards, but guess what? The tree fell down and my car broke down. So there's a second problem. So social media optimization and success is all about keeping the audience engaged. And by doing that, the more likes they're going to do, the more time they're going to spend on your content, the more they're going to anticipate new content from you because it's valuable. The last tip of those three is actionable advice. Yeah. And now there's a big difference between advice and advice that is actionable. Actionable just means that the second that I finish this video, I can immediately implement what you just told me to better my life. Correct. So, you know, telling people you need to eat more protein to put on more muscle is not actionable mm -hmm. because I don't know how much, I don't know how frequently, I don't know what's good protein, I don't know what's bad, I don't know like anything. But if you look and you say you should have one gram of protein per pound of body weight, if you weigh this much, you need that much in, in chicken breasts right. to eat. That's actionable. Mm -hmm. Never it's, be generic in your advice. It's probably the biggest reason why life hack videos perform so well. It's like, hey, did you know that the bottom of your oven is actually a, is actually like a warmer? You know, like that little drawer that comes out. Like that's that's a classic one. Life hacks in general are placed so well. It's because people see the video, they're kind of like in disbelief, and then they go try it, and they so that's so that's actionable. Yeah. Psychological hacks, right? Yeah. Here's a psychological hack to achieve blank result. That's it does right. really, really well because it's actionable. You can immediately implement that into your life. The less friction and time that there is to implement the advice that you just learned, the more yeah. viral the video will be. And with that, I'll leave you with this one point that Jamie shared that I think really summarizes the reason you should even consider creating content in the first place. The beautiful part about creating content is you never know how your life is going to change until it does. 
what you do is you put yourself in the best opportunity for lightning to strike. So the obvious thing that happens is when you post content consistently, you start to build a community, you build a fan base and all those things. The obvious things are on the table. Brand deals and the more followers, the more engagement that you have, those brand deals, the value goes up. So you could be making $1,000 for four seconds of your time. That's it's actually underselling yourself for certain communities. Now we're starting to see equity partnerships. You're going to start seeing creators that are on the come up go with startups that are on the come up. And whether, maybe they become like the face of their brand and they partner together and there's an equity play. The other thing is you just never know the wonderful things that can happen in all other aspects of your life when you hit post. If you like this episode or got even a little bit of value from it, it would mean the world to me if you hit that thumbs up button, left me a comment of your favorite part of the episode, or share this with someone you think might like it. And don't forget, this was the first of seven episodes of this content series where I interview industry leaders within content and sports. So subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of those. My name is Tristan Ross, and you were just watching The Athlete Creator.